Innovation happens in the blink of an eye. And to understand the implications, you need a credible source that helps to make sense of it all. Stay up to date on the most pressing innovation issues shaping the world today by subscribing to Better Innovation, a podcast featuring top management strategists, policymakers, and leading innovation thought leaders from across the globe. Going into its sixth season, Better Innovation, hosted by Jeff Saviano, a global innovation leader with EY, delves into how innovative technologies like blockchain, artificial intelligence, digital currencies, and the promise of Web 3.0 are transforming the global landscape. Featuring elite guests like Jeremy Allaire, CEO of Circle Financial, authors Whitney Johnson and Rita McGrath, former U.S. Cabinet member Andrew Card, and a number of leading MIT scientists. Subscribe today and hear more from these distinguished guests. Subscribe to Better Innovation on your favorite podcast platform. G'day everyone, Lauren Crest, the business scientist here. Happy Friday. Hope you've had an awesome week and you've got a great weekend lined up. Today's the day I'm sharing my seen and heard episode. So in today's episode we're talking about podcasting and I'm sharing the things that I wish I knew when I started a podcast and also some of the things to consider when if you're thinking about starting one yourself. So what I found and what I talk about in this episode is that there's a lot of people who want to get into the podcasting game but there might be some other things to think about and that might be more helpful than starting a podcast. So having a podcast might not actually fulfill the objectives that you think it fulfills. So I talk about sort of the dip- different options and the pros and cons. I hope you love the episode. It's really fun. Uh, I really enjoy putting these live streams together. If you like tuning into live streams, um, I do these usually on Wednesday mornings uh, across YouTube and LinkedIn in Australia. So it's like t- usually around 10 or 11 a.m. AEST. Uh, but if you're in other parts of the world, then if you're in America, it's usually around evening sort of time, dinner time. Uh, in Europe, I think it's at a weird time, so it'd be a bit hard to catch the live stream. Uh, but you can also watch these on demand, so they're available on YouTube, and I'll put the link to that in the description as well if you want to come and comment there as well. Uh, I'd love to hear from you. As always, if you like this content, please consider sharing it with your friends and family. And if you want to go the extra mile and you want to support my caffeine addiction, you can head over to my Ko-fi page, which is ko-fi.com forward slash Lauren Cress. I'd really appreciate anything you can do there. I'll let you just get on with listening to today's show and I hope you enjoy it. Innovation happens in the blink of an eye. And to understand the implications, you need a credible source that helps to make sense of it all. Stay up to date on the most pressing innovation issues shaping the world today by subscribing to Better Innovation, a podcast featuring top management strategists, policymakers, and leading innovation thought leaders from across the globe. Going into its sixth season, Better Innovation, hosted by Jeff Saviano, a global innovation leader with EY, delves into how innovative technologies like blockchain, artificial intelligence, digital currencies, and the promise of Web 3.0 are transforming the global landscape. Featuring elite guests like Jeremy Allaire, CEO of Circle Financial, authors Whitney Johnson and Rita McGrath, former U.S. Cabinet member Andrew Card, and a number of leading MIT scientists. Subscribe today and hear more from these distinguished guests. Subscribe to Better Innovation on your favorite podcast platform. So today 
I'm going to talk about podcasting uh, because I get asked so many questions about podcasting. I've been podcasting for a number of years now uh, and I've been interviewing for a lot longer. So I'm going to talk about that. Uh, and uh, to start with, I think let's talk about, well, like who, who asked me, like, so who wants to get into podcasting right now? It's sort of like uh, in the hype phase, I think, where a lot of people have been doing it for a while and more and more people are doing it and kind of like, yeah, I should get into that too. And it can be a little bit of that jump on the bandwagon thing happening as well, I think, where um, people are just wanting to do it um, without necessarily knowing whether it's the right thing for them. So I want to talk a little bit about that and some of the lessons I learned generally on these. Uh, so this is my second seen and heard episode where I'm on my own. Um, so if you haven't seen me, if you didn't see me do uh, the last one, basically it's just stream of consciousness. I ask myself a bunch of questions <laughs> and then I answer them. Uh, so it's kind of like I'm interviewing myself. So if you have questions um, while we're doing this, pop them in the comments and I'm happy to kind of answer them as we go along, uh, you know, preferably related to this topic. But if you want it to be a little bit different, that's that's cool too. I love questions. So uh, let's start with who wants to get into podcasting. So what I am seeing a lot of is a lot of business founders, a lot of entrepreneurs, a lot of small business owners want to get into the podcasting space. And I think that's because it's kind of seen as like a new content marketing channel, right? It's a way to actually, you know, share some interesting stories, put them up on iTunes, put them up on Spotify, and hopefully get some leads from that. Well, I think there's a lot of other benefits that people might be starting to realize. Um, and I think this is also part of the reason why people want to get into podcasting. So um, the other thing that it can be really, really great for is if you're doing interviews with people, it can actually be a really great way to network with people to begin with. So it's actually like the people that you're inviting on the show um, become part of your network and you get to have this really interesting conversation with them and uh, hopefully, and then as a result of that, they sort of, you know, become part of your network and, and you can leverage that that way as well. Um, I think maybe some reasons that people want to get into podcasting that might actually not be so, uh, maybe not so beneficial, but they seem like they are, is uh, like that, well, everyone's doing it. Everyone's doing podcasting, so I need to do it. Um, my competitors are doing it, so I need to do it. And I think that if it's going to be a show that um, you haven't really thought through and you kind of just throwing stuff on the wall and seeing what sticks. Um, this is something that I did. <laughs> it can be, um, uh, it can take a lot longer for it to actually be advantageous. Um, the important thing to realize with podcasting is that it is a lot of work. I know a lot of podcasters say this, uh, but to give you an idea, even for something that, oh, sorry, my, um, my cat's biting me. You can't see her, but she's decided to start biting me. Uh, I think that, yeah, one one of the the big things about podcasting, yeah, so it's, sorry, let me just get back on track. So it's, it's a lot of work, even if you're doing something that you're like, oh, that actually seems pretty easy. So say, for instance, if you're like, I'm going to do an interview with people, I'm going to interview a bunch of people, and I'm going to see what kind of 
uh, comes out of that. So we'll just we'll just have a Zoom call, we'll film it, and then I'll uh, chuck it up on um, online. I'll, I'll I'll put it out on a podcasting platform. Even with that kind of like relatively straightforward content, there's still kind of quite a lot of work that needs to happen behind the scenes. So you need to, um, well, best practice, you should have like an introduction to the show, like what you're talking about, introduce your guest. Uh, you So you need to kind of cut that together. Generally, there will be things that you kind of want to tidy up in the interview. Um, and then, you know, you want to think about how you can market that as well. So if you're doing some basic audio editing, some basic cutting, that's still going to take a, a bit of time. Then you need to look at, well, getting the assets to actually promote that episode of the podcast. So that person's biography, their photo, organizing the interview. Uh, there's lots and lots of things that go on um, to make that that happen. And you can streamline it and you can get kind of like a workflow that uh, will, you know, help to, to save you time. But it's still going to be uh, a, a bit of work. So that's something to, to kind of realize. I'm going to talk about some of the benefits that I've personally experienced from podcasting and then things that I like wish I knew, which is kind of similar to the last uh, video I did like this, which was about YouTubing. So uh, people seem to like kind of hearing those like, oh, okay, you know, <laughs> this is what uh, – you know, like kind of lessons learned, I think is is really valuable to hear from other people. So um, the benefits I've personally experienced from podcasting. So one is that I have massively grown my network as a result of this. I've met so many incredible people and uh, that's resulted in, uh, you know, all sorts of different opportunities. Uh, the other thing it's been really great for me, particularly uh, for is that it's sort of helped me to start building a bit of a portfolio as a presenter and as an interviewer, which uh, was something that I didn't really think was possible to do as a career. And now I kind of can see that, no, that actually is possible and it's really needed. So uh, I'll explain a little bit more about that uh, later on as well, because I, I kind of have seeing that there's a lot of stuff that you can kind of like juice out of like podcast content. Uh, you can really get a lot out of making that content uh, for a business. So uh, that's, that's sort of another benefit is like at the moment I've done a bunch of interviews that are now being turned into long-form articles that are being turned into quotes that I can share. And from even like one interview, you can get like so much content out of it. Uh, so if I didn't do podcasting, it would be much harder for me to find things to share on social media. I have like a bank of stuff on social media that's, oh, sorry, that's my cat, that's so big now. Uh, it's almost like how do I find the space to share it? Like I've got so much content where I see a lot of businesses have the opposite problem where it's sort of like, oh, what are we going to put out today? Yes, Mia, you want to be on the microphone. Hi, Nielsen, how are you doing? My cat's come to uh, join us and she's scratching herself on the microphone and biting me. No, I think you're going to have to go down. Okay. All right, there you go. <laughs> okay, so um, so that's been, that's been really great for me. I think um, th there's other things, like people talk about things like monetizing your podcast. I don't think for business founders and stuff that's so much about like advertising. You don't generally make a lot of money out of like 
you know, just featuring ads on a podcast and you have to have so many listens to do that anyway. But uh, one thing that you can do as well is you can have a sponsor. So what a lot of consultants do, what a lot of businesses do is they actually like sponsor their own podcast. So it might be that the founder is the person, you know, running the podcast and the sponsor is the person that the business is the sponsor who's kind of benefiting. So you have like a little pre-roll or something at the beginning that says like this podcast is brought to you by, you know, your company, that kind of thing. So it can give your company exposure. But again, to benefit from that, you really need the numbers. Now, this is something that podcasters don't talk about a lot. It's really hard to grow a big audience in the business to business space. So if you're uh, thinking about starting a business and you're like a tech company or you're a, um, I don't know, like a HR company or uh, anything where you're providing services to other businesses, in terms of getting audience to actually listen and engage on your podcast and subscribe to your podcast, there's a lot of heavy lifting involved in growing that audience. That doesn't mean that you shouldn't do it, but just be aware that that might the actual podcast product might not actually be the thing that really benefits you. What might be more beneficial is that you can turn your podcast into like a YouTube series. I I find with YouTube, it's a bit, I I think I talked about this a bit last time. It's a bit easier to grow um, your content because one, a lot more people are on YouTube and two, it's a discovery platform. So generally the way people will find your content is they just, they search for it. They're looking for a particular answer to a particular question. With podcasting, the way we usually find podcasts of, you know, like if you think about the podcasts that you listen to, a lot of the time it's like someone told you to listen to it, listen to this podcast, it's amazing, they send you an episode. Uh, so there's a lot more of that kind of, or they put it on their social media feed or someone that you already like and you're engaged with goes, I've just released a, con- uh, a content, <laughs> I've just released a podcast, come and check it out. So it's kind of relying a lot more on things like positive word of mouth and social media promotion uh, rather than just like typing into a search bar uh, to find it. People will search for podcasts, like the best business podcasts out there. But again, like you're going to be playing like there's a lot, again, I think this is the first time I've said this, there's a lot of competition there. There's a lot of competition in being, you know, the top 15 business podcasts. There's so, so many people playing in that space. So there's a couple of things you can either, oh, I want to talk about some alternatives to podcasting, or if you're going to do podcasting and you're in business, what might work better for you? So Let's talk about first what some of the alternatives are to podcasting. So if you are doing it because you want to create interesting content that your market will listen to or that your market will watch, what you might want to look at doing instead is putting together like a a sort of like a content plan where you go, okay, so... So I guess sort of like old school content marketing, right? But you might use this. You might use like having a mic and having like doing a live stream. You might use those tools and that media to make the content, but the way that you're actually then piecing it together is a little bit different. So a lot of people, for instance, will turn those podcasts into, like they'll make sure that their podcasts are featured on their website. I did this for one of my clients where we only did like four or five podcasts but they were really about answering those frequently asked questions 
from her customers and then featuring it in the right places on the website so that generally it was the people who were already interested in her services that were then going, oh, I'm going to listen to this podcast. And it was sort of a way to warm them up. It was a way for them to go, oh, this is actually exactly what I need help with. Important difference there is that in those cases, she was the expert on the podcast. And what I'm seeing a lot of business founders and entrepreneurs do, and I do the same thing, is that we actually interview other people. So if someone was just to listen to one podcast episode, they're more likely to be interested in the expertise of our guest than to be interested in our own expertise. So if we're looking for that as a way to use it as a marketing channel, it's not necessarily going to be great for us because it's more about like what that other person is doing. Uh, And so we can end up being really, really good at marketing other people and not so good at marketing ourselves. So the one of the alternatives is, and this is how I've kind of come up with my whole like new offering, is to actually position the person who is the business founder, the business leader, the thought leader as the expert. Now, that can be really hard to do if you're just doing a podcast by yourself. To come up with something to talk about every week rather than interviewing someone else uh, can be really, really challenging. So if you kind of have a, and this is where the content plan comes in, if you have a way of of structuring things together so that you understand exactly what purpose each piece of content has and how you as a business founder are going to be positioned as the thought leader, as the expert, as the go-to, then that can start to be a really, really valuable way of creating content. And instead of creating like 50 episodes in order to start building an audience, which is often the case in in business is you've got to create a lot and a lot of content. It's like you can create five or 10 pieces of content that's super relevant to, to your audience that really positions you as that expert and then use that as a way to generate leads. So that's one of the big things that I started to realize going on this podcast journey was actually that one, a lot of the time my audience wanted to listen to me. And I wasn't really doing that. I was focusing so much on like interviewing other people that I didn't think about actually, oh, I need to talk. Uh, When I went back and looked at the analytics, I could see that they were my most popular episodes is when I was actually talking. So that's one thing I really wish I knew earlier on. Uh, I do do that now. uh, I sort of, I mean, this is why I kind of do stuff like this is like, okay, I actually need to put myself out there as well, not just um, put my put my guests out there. Um, but also thinking about it in terms of, and I've talked about this a lot on LinkedIn over the past couple of years, is like understand the questions that people want answered. Because I think if you can, well, I don't think, I know. <laughs> if you can answer those questions that people have, that your customers have about you and what you're doing, then you're going to be in a much, much better position to to use that content and leverage that content to actually commercialize that that marketing fun, uh, that marketing funnel, that marketing asset. You know, if you think about your podcast that way, it's like, okay, this is the purpose of it. This is what we're trying to do. Um, okay. So in terms of alternatives, what I would what I would say is like, 
you might find that you're like, well, we don't actually have enough of a series to really do a proper podcast launch. You might still host it on a podcast platform, but it's an alternative to podcasting in the sense that you're not going, I'm going to try to build a massive audience off my podcast. What you might do instead is go, I'm going to build a really compelling content funnel that takes people through all the questions that they ask me before they want to jump on a sales call or before they want to engage in doing business with me. And I'm going to do a series of interviews about that where I'm the expert, I answer these questions, and then we take all of that content and we start using it in different ways. So it might be that it's used on uh, YouTube, it's hosted on your website, it's put together so that it draws people to download a lead magnet. There's lots and lots of ways that you can start to use this medium of podcasting to actually serve your business. So that's how I would think about the alternatives uh, to podcasting is sort of like, okay, I can use this medium, but I'm not using it just uh, to build a podcast because that takes a lot of energy. And it's like the people who are listening to your podcast might not even be the people who end up converting later on. Um, I want to talk a little bit more about what's so powerful about interviews. And again, talking about this from the perspective of as the thought leader, being the guest, not being the interviewer. Because uh, yeah, this, like I said, this is, <laughs> this is a lesson I wish I learned, right? So there's a, there's a couple of things you can do here as well. One is be a guest on other people's shows. Like I know someone who, uh, Joshua Lysak, yes, I interviewed him last year. He was a great guest. And by the time I got him on my podcast, he'd done like a hundred interviews or something crazy like that. And uh, he was like, yeah, I don't have a podcast. I just go on other people's podcasts. And he was going on other people's podcasts so much that it was just like, it was more powerful than podcasting, right? Like, because he was being exposed to all these other people's audiences and the big benefit with that, I was like, that's so clever because the other big benefit with that is that you don't have to do any of the production. You don't have to put any of the assets together. You just show up for the interview and then you're like, cool, like you guys take care of the rest and when you're ready to share it, I'll share it with my audience too. So guesting can actually be a really, really good way to get your name out there and sort of get involved in the podcasting thing without actually running the podcast. Um, I think what's so powerful about doing something like that, and I think what's so powerful also about doing a series where you're the person being interviewed, is that it gets you into a different state of creating content. So one of the big problems I've seen for a lot of people who want to be more seen and heard, right? Uh, like last week, I was last week, two weeks ago, I was talking about, you know, I really want to like sometimes say to people, like, take off your invisibility cloak, like, let people see who you are and let they, them see your talent. And then I talk, I've talked to so many uh, amazing consultants who are like, oh, but like, I don't know how to do that. Like, I don't know how to just jump on camera and like say interesting stuff. Uh, you know, and I'm like, well, you know, you can, you need to practice and expose yourself and, and just do it and kind of see what happens. But the thing that's really powerful about someone interviewing you is that as a result of that, you're in kind of a different state of flow. So when people are just having a conversation with you, all these amazing insights and nuggets kind of come out, right? And the right interviewer can really get that out of you. 
So they'll ask you questions that really make you think and make and they're questions that their audience wants to know and they want to know. So it gives you insight into like what sort of what sort of questions do, do people want answered? What else can I talk about with my business, right? So you as you're going through this conversation, this is what I've seen happen pretty much with every interview I've done, is my guest is sort of like, oh, yeah, okay, let's talk about this. And we end up having these, they're in this flow state where they can just sort of riff and like have this nice back and forth where when you put someone in front of, and I've seen people do this as well, you put someone in front of a camera and you just go like, go, talk about something interesting. It's like, oh, what do I say? Can I have a teleprompter? And then you see people in, a, in that sort of situation where they're reading off a script or they're reading off a teleprompter and it's like they suddenly go like really stiff and it's like, hello, today we're going to talk about et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> like it's not engaging. So they end up having this sort of content that no one's going to listen to uh, and I've seen people spend a lot of money doing that. You know, they'll invest in a videographer. They'll invest in like having a nice place to to film in. Uh, they'll they'll kind of put their scripts together and put an idea of what they're talking about together. And then it's like, okay, now I'm on camera. What do I say? I know people who've said to me, they're like, I would never film myself talking about this stuff. But in a conversation, in an interview, this is easy for me. This is like a no-brainer. I can easily answer these questions. It's like any sales call that I'm on. So it suddenly puts people in a different frame of reference. So to summarize so far where we've gotten to, if you're thinking about podcasting because you're running a business and you're seeing a lot of people jump on the podcasting bandwagon, just think about like, what is the purpose of doing it? And is there another way that might serve me better for my business goals and my business objectives? It might not necessarily be the case. It might be that for you, doing like an interview series with your customers and talking about their journeys might be a great way to get people involved. And maybe you love interviewing. Like if you love doing that, then that could be a great thing for you to do. But if what you really love to do is share your knowledge and insights and expertise and you're finding it hard to do that on camera, think about maybe being a guest on other people's shows or think about constructing your content so that you're the person, oops, so that you're the person being interviewed. Um, okay, the other question, I write down questions for myself. So this becomes like an interview. So the other question I wrote down for myself, and if you have any questions, by the way, guys, feel free to ask them, but uh, is how can people repurpose interviews and podcasts? I talked about this a little bit before, but one thing that I would say is like uh, you it, again, it comes down to a little bit of planning. So if you have what I do with people, if I'm doing like a, a paid gig where I'm interviewing them, is we'll put together like a discussion guide. And in that discussion guide, we'll look at questions that maybe we just want to pull that question out to send to people. Um, or maybe we want to pull an extract out of each question. So for instance, uh, in my one of my podcast series, I ask people about myths. Like, what's a big prominent myth that's out there that people believe despite the evidence? Now, guaranteed 98% of the time, that's not an actual statistic, but most of the time, when I asked people that question, I got amazing answers. And there would be nice little like two to five minute clips where they would say something that was just like, oh, that's such a unique perspective. That's so interesting that you think that. 
And often that's what draws people in. It gets people curious because you're busting a myth, right? Like, uh, so, you know, I asked entrepreneurs, like, what do you think your biggest myth is? And they're like, oh, this thing of overnight success. Like this, I've worked seven years to be an overnight success, you know, that kind of stuff. Or, oh, you know, people think that uh, finding the right talent is about, uh, you know, having the perfect uh, job description but or having the perfect job ad. But that's not it at all. Actually, it's more about once we onboard someone, then we – so they had all these really, really great inset, insights and great stories. And so then I had this way of like just taking that chunk of content out and being able to share it with other people. So when you design a discussion guide, what you want to do is look at what sort of questions do we want to answer that we could send to like a lead, that we could send to someone who we're trying to start a conversation with. Oh, hey, like we had this really interesting chat with Blah the other day or uh, this person interviewed me the other day and they asked me about this. This is what I thought, you know, so it's, I'm not giving a very concrete example, but you're just showing like that little like snippet into like how you think and how your brain works and your perspective. And that intrigues people because one of the, one of the jobs that we have when we're trying to get someone onto a sales call is to pique their curiosity is to make them kind of lean in and go like, huh, like I had a really great discussion actually with Peter Strockob about this recently and he was like, that's what we want to do. We want to get people to lean in and go, oh, like what? so what do you do? So when we design a discussion guide, we want to look at those things. What are those questions that we can ask that are going to get people engaged? And then you take that and then you can use it in however you want to. You could, like I said before, you can create articles, you can create videos like that are shorter, you can create little audiograms, which is like where you have the audio kind of wave and, you know, subtitles underneath. You can create a whole bunch of different social media posts. You can have quotes about you that you share. It's sort of like a lot of people have thought about this in relation to speaking, like, oh, if I speak in an event, like how do I repurpose that? But you don't need an event to do that. And right now when we don't have events, it's really good to think about other ways that you can that you can do that. Uh, okay, and then the other thing I wrote down as a question for myself was what are the biggest lessons you've learned as a podcaster and interviewer? So I think I shared some of this before. I think where I've gotten to now is sort of like, okay, like I love I love having the interviews. I love having the conversations. Uh, I wish I would have realized earlier on that, yeah, people sometimes want to hear from me and like I should listen to that, like I should pay attention to that. Uh, that's why doing like your analytics and looking at what people look at is really important. I think also like what I'm going to be doing sort of next is really thinking about how to uh, build that content out into a funnel. So what have I've, I've got, I think I've got over 120 interviews or something I've done. So it's like, what in that will help me to achieve my, my next goals? What I wish I would have done is kind of at the start gone, what are my goals with this? what are my goals with this? Because for me, what it was, was, and this might be also why you're thinking about getting into podcasting. For me, it was just a compulsion. It was like a compulsion to have interesting conversations, which I've always had. Um, I, when I was little, I used to have like, um, I worked out how to use a tape recorder. I think I was about five. 
and the tape recorder I have had this little microphone on it and I used to like interview my sister <laughs> and stuff and then as I got older I did the same thing with my younger siblings I would like do these little interviews with them and then I started uh, when I was blogging I like tried to find people to interview and I just was always really fascinated by other people so for me like the reason I started the podcasting was because I was like I need to do this but that wasn't a business reason you know, so if I could do it all again, what I would do is look at, okay, so what am I, what am I actually, it sounds, maybe it sounds obvious, but what would I, what, what is the point of doing this? Like, how is it going to serve me? Is that worth the amount of time and money and effort I'm going to put into this? And are there other ways that I could achieve the same thing that might minimize my effort and also might maximize those, uh, maximize profits, you know, help you get more goals. You know what I mean? So uh, like I mentioned before, a really, really great alternative for some people could be, okay, I'm going to, um, I'm just going to go on other people's shows. Uh, Another one might be, and this, this is my little, my little plug for the day for myself is if you want to look at a way of putting together a series of interview pieces and discussions where you can highlight yourself as an expert and where you can highlight your customer stories. That's what I'm helping people do now. So there's other ways to make content and we can use this equipment that we have that isn't just about I've got to build like this massive audience of listeners and then maybe I'll get some leads out of it. You know, there's there's smarter ways to do it and I really wish that like I knew that when I started. Like what are the – what are – are the smartest ways to do this for what I'm trying to achieve. One benefit that I didn't mention before that I got from podcasting was that it did allow me to be a guest on more people's shows. It did help to promote that. But if I had put my mind to it and I wanted to be, I did get asked to be on shows before I started my own show. So I just never went after it. Like (laughs) I just like let that organically happen. Uh, If I would have just gone, okay, this is, how I, you know, get on other shows then um, and and focused my strategy on that, I could have done that a lot more without having to do all the heavy lifting. What I am really happy about for me is that it's gotten me to the point where I realise the work I actually really want to do. And the work I really want to do is to showcase people who are amazing and say, come and look at what this person is doing. You really need their help. This is why. And then working with them to figure out the kind of conversations we need to have to compel people to action. So I'm really, really excited about being in this new space and being able to help people with this. But uh, I probably would have done things a little bit differently if I knew that this is where I wanted to get to. So that's just over 30 minutes from me. My goal is to usually do about 30 minutes on a live stream. Uh, I hope you found this interesting. I didn't get questions today, so I just asked myself questions. But if you have questions afterwards, um, if you're watching this later, leave them in the comments, tag me in them, and I'll, I'll come back and answer them. Or I might even do a show about it like in a couple of weeks' time. Uh, I think what I'm going to do next time is talk a little bit more about if you want to be a guest on other people's shows, what you can do to do that, um, what podcasters are looking for, and also what really annoys podcasters. (laughs) Uh, If that sounds like something you'd be interested in, let me know. Or if there's something else that you think, oh, I'd really love to know about this, pop it in the comments as well. 
Thank you so much for listening. I hope you have uh, a great rest of the week and I'll see you again very soon. Bye for now. Money is the number one cause of stress and the number two cause of divorce. Make your money go further and work harder with a certified financial planner from Facet Wealth. Financial planning used to focus on retirement, but Facet helps you with today. You get a dedicated financial planner that guides you through every financial decision. Inflation, interest rates, stock market changes, home prices. How do you figure it all out? Well, every advisor at Facet is a certified financial planner and fiduciary. That's just a fancy way to say they have the best training and they're legally bound to do what's in your best interest. This isn't just about investments. It's about taking care of your money so you can start living a better life today. Facet has a simple flat fee, no hidden charges, and with nothing to sell, there are no commissions. Visit tryfacetwealth.com for two months free off your first year of financial planning. That's T-R-Y-F-A-C-E-T wealth.com. Facet Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. Oh, we could, we could fly. This is your summer. That means six flags in the taste of an ice-cold Coca-Cola. We're talking thrilling coasters, delicious burgers, yes. real moments together, and this. Coke is summer refreshment when you need it most, so you can hop on another ride or race down a slide at the water park. Six Flags and Coca-Cola. Come make it yours. Visit sixflags.com slash Coke to save up to $20 on passes, plus daily tickets starting at $34.99. Well, thanks so much for listening all the way to the end of the show. Clearly you enjoyed it and I hope you found it helpful. So if you want to talk to me about what you thought of the show and your ideas, uh, you can tweet with me at laurencress 89 uh, You can come find me on LinkedIn, uh, YouTube, wherever you like to kind of be on social media. I'm there. I do have a Facebook page as well. If you look up the Grow Your Brand podcast, I'm on Facebook and you can follow me there. I tend not to be as good with keeping my Facebook stuff up to date because I just find Facebook is really shit at actually promoting content um so even if people are following me they tend to not find the content very easily where on twitter and on linkedin it's a lot easier but i am there if you want (laughs) to if facebook is your thing uh thanks so much again for listening and like i said at the beginning of the show if you enjoyed it and you know people who you think you know what they would really get a lot out of this please consider sharing this with them that's what helps to grow this show and it really really supports me as well If you want to leave a positive review and rating, I'd really appreciate it. Uh, It's really nice to see that people are enjoying the show and getting stuff out of it. And I hope you have an awesome weekend. Thanks again for listening.